0: Little Brother, before your training, I would have struck then and there, as the small group led by the anathema Vens split off from the rest of the refugees. I would have held that striking decisively while your enemy showed vulnerability was always the best course. Instead, I held on to your words. Magic is the death of life's true course. I knew that the snarl would have already twisted what was right, and I watched for signs of his corruptions. It did not take me long to find them. First, Corin. I listened as Venn spoke about his potential of training the boy to be just like him. Then, Charla. I watched as she brought forth a remnant that she had somehow ensnared she begged for venz's approval by parading it in front of him like an exotic pet i knew then if i was to do this right i would need to get close i would have to map the full extent of venz's influence find out whether it spread elsewhere to see whether the two children might be redeemed under the conclave's tutelage and only then would I strike. I'd be assured that I'd not just destroy the stem of the weed, but strike down right to the roots. Yours, in faithful service, Rugate Ulan Bekal. Welcome to These Flimsy Rituals, a narrative-first role-playing podcast telling small stories in big worlds. Joining me today are Thryn Henderson.
1: Hi, I'm Thryn Henderson, and you can find me on Twitter at Thayrin.
0: Elizabeth Simones.
1: Hi, I'm Elizabeth. You can find me on Twitter at csylphgames.
2: Steve Martin. Hey, I'm Steve, and I'm on Twitter at purple underscore Steve. And
3: Ryan Evans. Hello, I'm Ryan, and you can find me on Twitter at brain ray
0: And I'm your host, Adam Dixon, and you can follow me on Twitter at Dixon, And you can follow the show on Twitter at flimsyrituals. So I think the next thing we wanted to talk about was like a slight change to one of our rules or like pieces of terminology um we wanted to move away from where we had like wounds and trauma we kind of wanted to move away from trauma because it's a bit meh. um and like i think going forward we're going to be using the term where so it'll be wounds and where to represent physical damage and spiritual damage
1: uh yeah we we had a talk about changing uh wounds and trauma because wound felt accurate it's like physical harm to the body but trauma didn't because Partially that's not how we're envisioning spirit working, it's not like a mental health linked thing, it's just another source of power. And also we felt a bit uncomfortable, I think, using trauma in a gameplay sense when it obviously wasn't really working in the space and it felt a bit sort of inappropriate. So we've changed it to wear instead because it's more like stuff that wounds you physically hurts you, stuff that wounds you in the spirit kind of wears you down. Um, So it just felt like it fit our space a bit better, I think.
0: And I think one of the things I really like about Wearer's Terminology is it feels like it fits a lot of the terminology we've got around the spirit stuff. So like stuff with like the weaver and like the snarls, like the idea of like a lot of like, I guess, like textile and manufacturing, like terminology in that space.
1: Secretly Tiding is just uh, really craft based. Yeah. We love crafts.
0: But yeah, I think we, we spoke a lot about whether it should be like wear or frayed, like, I, but I think it was a lot of those kinds of words that we were looking for, and I think it kind of fits quite well. Okay, so I guess we should start with a reminder of where we are. So the people from Ninut and the parish have travelled into a new territory called Senya, the territory of the remnant Doya, and their domain is around grief, uh, particularly about remembering things lost or, or things in the process of being lost. And I think there are two reasons that the group has travelled here. One, which is like very obvious, is is to escape the thing that woke under the mountain, to escape Corpus, and I guess find a place where not settled, they can find a place where they can like regroup and kind of gain their strength again. Uh, the second reason was to track uh, the figure, the person that Maddie and Kalin had seen fleeing from the mountain, and work out what their role was in in what happened with Corpus, and that figure had. F- had fled east uh towards eulogy and that's where that's where the group is going i think last time when we when we set off we were starting to look at getting a group together to go on like i guess a camping trip so one of the things i'd like to do before we get into this session is kind of very deliberately like speed up the timeline a bit i think we mentioned it'd be a couple of weeks uh before we get to eulogy and we've probably only taken a couple of days in terms of like how we space the scenes but i'd like to Made that a little bit longer, so it's probably been a week or and a bit since you're going, so you're still not at eulogy, but you're a lot closer, because it feels like it's time like narratively where you should be approaching it. So before we go into the camping bit, I think we left off last week with Belka having a conversation with Sov, who is Callan's sibling, and learning a little bit more about um about Callan and and why he's been acting how he's been acting. And I think you wanted to talk to Ayoth next, is that
1: right? Yes. Yeah, I think... um. The conversation with Sov kind of illuminated that something weird happened in the storm, and I think Belka knows that Ayov had a bad time in there, but hasn't talked about it very much, and also that he's kind of been sulking since then. So I think this is kind of a two-for-one in getting information about what the weird storm do, and also trying to get Ayov to snap out of it a little bit and be a useful human being again.
0: Sure, that, that makes sense. What do you think this scene looks like? Where where are you talking, to? off? Is it just in the camp as you're walking along?
1: Yeah, I think probably, yeah. I don't know that he would be... Actually, I don't know. Maybe he has wandered off to sulk by himself in some teen angst.
0: I mean, he's 24, but yes.
1: In some mid-twenties angst. <laughs> we've all been there, don't judge. We,
0: we've all been there, yeah. Cool. Yeah, maybe he's like a little bit He kind of flits between being with the group and then just kind of slightly disappearing to just kind of spend some time on his own.
1: Yeah, I think we kind of mentioned last week that Iov usually keeps an eye on Femria, who is the child with the parish, and that for the last couple of weeks, Nilkat and Belka have been doing most of that because Iov's been being a bit useless. So I think that's probably part of why, is because he keeps going off by himself to brood.
0: I think you find him walking along, but kind of a little bit removed from everyone else. Like, he's definitely keeping track somewhere the caravan of people is, but he's de- he's not visible to them. He's just kind of, like, listening and-, and kind of following the voices and making sure he doesn't get lost while enjoying some time on his own. And I guess you turn up.
1: <laughs> That's what they do. They just yeah. turn up where people don't want them. I'm trying to decide whether Belka has bought Fenrir with them as, like, a bit of a guilt trip bargaining token. It's up to you. Yeah, let's say yes, kind of carrying him on their shoulders.
0: Ah, oh, nice. So in case people don't remember or to remind people, Femra is the child of the parish, is about, or, like, appears to be around five or six. I think he's always seemed a little bit more intelligent than that. But he's, like, quite small for his age, Um, quite thin, I think. Like, he's definitely got, like, a, a sort of, like, runaway orphan raised on, like, the streets of some small town somewhere kind of look and he's kind of got like skin that's quite amber and green i think those two like kind of blend together almost like as if there's a suggestion of scales a little bit and then he's got like hair that is pulled backwards uh, that's kept quite short um and he's just like yeah clinging onto your back
1: i think he's on the shoulders kind of like grabbing horns in both hands making making noise
0: um iof like looks at both of you as you as you come to walk alongside him and says They've been telling stories about you. They who? The nut. Ah.
1: Well, good. Listen to their stories, and then you will remember who we are, hmm?
0: Hmm. Say you met some envoys.
1: is gonna shrug like it ain't no big thing.
0: I think he smiles.
1: Just jostling Femria.
0: You impressed them, I think.
1: I am very impressive.
0: Then he like looks up to Femra and like is like, How are you? Boy, and I, I think just Femra kind of like takes that as an excuse to just kind of like slide down your back almost, and like <laughs> I think like walks up to Ioff and just kind of like does like a little nod, and it's like I'm oh, good. I, I'm going camping. I was telling Belka about it, and I think they just kind of have like a little chat between themselves, Aww. and then uh, like Ioff kind of like turns back to you.
1: Yeah, I think Belka is. Belku is going to sort of raise one eyebrow. Yes, we are going camping, which I am assured will be different from what we are doing now. We? They kind of wave a hand in the general direction of other people. Briss is taking the the boy and the girl, the excited ones.
0: Ah, uh, Charla. And he yes. sounds like a little bit sad at that, I guess.
1: I think Belka's kind of shooed ephemeria in the direction of Chala and um, Corinne at this point. Him having done his work. And then what do they do?
0: Like, yeah, how how are you approaching this? Are are you... Yeah,
1: that's just what I'm trying to think. Like, I don't want to be super blunt, because obviously I think Iov is one of Belka's only actual friends.
0: Sure. Like, is it a case that you're just waiting for him to talk?
1: Yeah, I think they're just making, like, really suggestive, overly, like, confide in me eye contact.
0: Okay, I, I think he sort of, like, shrugs and then sort of looks down in and away. Belka
1: Belka's going to shrug really dramatically and be like, Okay, fine, do not speak to me. Fine, my only friend. Silent. Sulk forever. Be fine. I will talk to myself and Femria only.
0: It, like, is Belka saying
1: that? Yeah, out loud.
0: Uh, sorry, I...
1: Alone, forever.
0: Belka? I'm not your only friend. There's Nilcat.
1: Hmm. Alone, forever, except for (sighs) Nilcat.
0: I just... I think I said something wrong. Not... Mm. Not in our usual way. Like, actually wrong. Ah... I didn't confuse, like, tree for bush or shoe for foot just wrong. I. I got upset with. with Chala. <sighs> I don't know. I think he, like, tells off at that point.
1: Belka is gonna offer him a piece of candy from unknown areas of their robes and then eat one themselves and then when they are finished kind of nod sympathetically understandingly say saying the wrong thing is very easy but then afterwards you can say more things and some of them might be right have you tried saying more things
0: i, I think he says like i i i i've tried but i can't think of the words they they did something so wrong and I know she she is girl, but...
1: Belker is gonna give him the least, the most I-will-suffer-none-of-your-shit look that has ever existed, and quite sharply remind I of, we have all done very wrong, and you would judge a girl.
0: It sounds like we're kind of getting to, like, rolling some dice territory.
1: I think I might be rolling some dice now, yeah.
0: I, I I am trying to work out what this is, like, whether you're trying to manipulate him into, like, talking, or, like, whether this is more reader-person sort of territory. Or even, like, spending a bond, right? You, if you've got a bond?
1: Yeah, I have a bond with Ayav, because I was going to say, <laughs> either this is a verbal show of strength, or I'm using a bond.
0: You could be like, just tell me.
1: Well, I think, rather than just tell me, I think I'm obviously going for a bit of a snooty moral <laughs> high ground, but... yes. Um. Yeah, I think I'm. I'm. I think I'm gonna use my bond because obviously that last bit of the conversation is kind of implying like I have. I know you done fucked up before.
0: <laughs> I'm just trying to think what he says at this point.
1: Um. Should I cross out my bond with him now? Have I used you
0: sh- that? You should. Well, yeah, because I don't think he's gonna refuse you here. I think this is very much okay. like he's gonna tell the truth. Yes, wrong. We have all done it, and. And she she has done it, and I don't judge her, it, but that doesn't stop me from being angry at what she's done. I'm not angry at her, just, just the act, and I don't know how to reverse it.
1: Uh, I think Belka is going to put kind of a hand on his shoulder, reassuringly.
0: Are you asking what the act was?
1: Yes, in a way. I think what happens is Belka looks at him and says... Reversing. Always difficult. Too difficult. Too permanent. But shape what comes next. Or help us to do it. Tell us what's coming, and we can shape where it goes. Or sulk, if you prefer.
0: I want to. It's... and I'm sure you would know all about this. A hard thing to tell.
1: (laughs) Well then, tell me pieces. And I will sew them back together. I was good at that once.
0: Okay, uh... One, two, or three? Two. Charla... Charla brought them back from the dead. Those... Those are others from Ninut.
1: By herself? Well... Ah, there is another piece, I think. One or three? Three.
0: Mm. <sighs> That doesn't work. Say one. One. <laughs> there was so the storm wasn't just a storm. It was a remnant, and and it caught us, and it took and it took us. It it it, it didn't take me. It didn't take Charlo. It didn't take Corinne. But it took the others. And then I'd saved her. I'd saved them, and she went back in, and she she asked for them back. I should have stopped her.
1: It is hard to stop a stubborn child. You did your best.
0: Did I? You know what I can do. And he looks, like, very (laughs) sorrowful at that.
1: Valkyrie's going to shrug, I think? I don't know. I wasn't there. But I believe you did. And that must be something.
0: He sort of, like, shrugs.
1: Ah, the past now. Do your best in the future. That I can see.
0: Ah, that is free. I think it is the future, too. I... Okay. And, like, I think he's, like, very conspiratorial here. And, like, he has been, like, through it all, but this is, like, especially.
1: They are gonna lean right in.
0: Look into eyes. Next time you see them. Savelle. Venren. They have ice in them. And then look at girl. Also ice. I think it has her.
1: is. Just like the world weariest longest sigh and then with a regretful look over to the group ahead of them, where they can see Vens, go I think we have to bring the old man camping.
0: I wish you best of luck. (laughs) And he kind of gives you like a half smile.
1: I think I'm pretty good there. That's
0: Yeah, I think that's seen. What I wanted. So does anyone else have anything they want to do before they leave? Has like, has, like, Chala told her parents?
4: I do not think that Chala has told her parents.
0: Have you told Tamil? No. Okay. But
4: probably should.
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe. So, kind of what I'm imagining happening, like, is you probably go to see Tamil and say I'm going camping and Tamil's like, you should tell your dad. And I guess... Do you like like she's very much like you should go and see him and talk to him and let him know where you're going?
4: Yeah, I imagine he's he's pretty close by. So
0: I I think he's been like spending a lot of time just going off on his own. Okay, because it is just him now, I guess, trying to deal with this thing. Yeah, I think it, I think that's where he is at this moment. I think he's like away.
4: Chala would go and look for her dad. As Yanni, Saren, Saren. Okay, sorry.
0: Yes, so, like, I don't know whether we've fully had Saren on screen. I think we have, like, a little bit in episode one and, like, spoken about him. He's kind of, like, got quite, like, a a thin, faint body with, like, quite sharp bones and, like, cheekbones and hips. He wears, like, a thin moustache and, like, hair that has been, like, shaved quite roughly. But that's probably, like, been left to go a little bit wild, both of them, in a minute. I think you know him. Sort of normally, as being quite like a lively person, quite idealistic, maybe like protective of like you and the rest of his family, um one of the things that you sort of remember about him, like growing up, is that he really loved to sing, like he'd always be singing, but over the last year since since your mother came back injured, like he's kind of been silent other than like maybe singing in like a low voice to her. And I think since the caves, he's, like, become even more withdrawn. He he really hasn't been around during the days. So he'll, like, wander off to be on his own. And, like, in the evening, he'll just kind of sit on his own and not really talk or interact with anyone. I mean, it's only been, like, a week, so, like, that process of, like, grieving, or at least what you think of is that process of grieving, is kind of new. And right now, because I, I imagine it's the day he's he's away from camp, and did you say you're going out to look for him?
4: Yeah. Uh, Chala's going to look for him, but doesn't really know what she's going to do when she gets there.
0: I think, like, you spend ten minutes looking for him, and then, as you're walking through the woods, um, are you on your own? Yeah. Yeah, I think you're walking through the woods and it's kind of, it's a little bit chill, like, I think there's always a chill here, and it's feeling a little bit melancholy. And then, up ahead, from somewhere through the tree line, you can hear like, the sound of singing, and you instantly recognise it as being that of your dad's. And you've not heard him sing, like, as loud or as clear as this for, like, a year.
4: Is it a song that I recognise, that Charla would know?
0: Yeah, I think so. I-, I think it's, like... I'm trying to think, like, what the song is about, and I think it is definitely just, like, a very simple, like, love song. Maybe... Maybe it's, like, based around a story from, like, a couple of people from back where, like, Ninnok came from. Like, a a pair of lovers. And it's kind of, like, the tale of those, but also kind of, like, a love song sang from one of their perspectives. And it was, like, uh, your mum's favourite song. Oh, no. I I think, weirdly, there's, like, a little bit... There's quite a bit of joy in your dad's voice. Uh, What do you do?
4: Sorry, I went... I am actually crying.
0: <laughs> oh, no.
4: No, it's okay. It's okay. Um, It's just making it slightly harder to talk. <laughs> Let's just have a tiny little break. No, no. That, that's not bad.
3: Hello, and welcome to these flimsy emotions.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I, I have uh, the song from Coco, Remember Me, in my head. Like, playing as you're saying all of this. (laughs) Slash the tune from Up. Because I only watch cartoons. So I have...
1: Will it help if I serenade you (laughs) quietly with them in the background of this scene?
4: No, it's okay. All right. So, I think... Well, I guess a bit of background for this. So, Chala has avoided her parents... I mean, Chala was always the favorite of Tamil, and Tamil was always Chala's favorite, because being that Saren is more protective, Chala's antics were not always thought as wise. But I think the last year has been really tough for Chala, since it's been very difficult to know what to do. There was no obvious way to help her parents get better and after a while it just became too difficult and uncomfortable so this is a very tough thing for Chala to do because now things are even harder Yeah. but I imagine with walking through the forest and hearing her dad's song for the first time in a very long time Chala feels sort of joyfully sad okay and starts to kind of join in and just tries to basically wants to go and be next to her dad and hold his hand and sort of quietly sing with him for a little bit
0: so i think you walk towards the place where your dad is and it is a and it is a clearing it's it's not particularly big but it's kind of distinct By the fact that a lot of the trees around it seem to be very similar to like oak trees and a lot of them are starting to turn golden in like the coming cold and starting to like lose their leaves so i think the floor is carpeted with like golden brown leaves i I think the sun is shining as well across like the treetops so you've just kind of got like this this image of like a very yellow place like a very warm place and in the centre of this clearing you can see your dad is is sat on a fallen tree, and he's got like both arms sort of like braced on either side of the tree trunk and he's singing. And in front of your dad, you can see your mum, who, um, if we've not described before, is sort of short and muscular with broad shoulders. Um, she's got tattoos, like, along the back of her neck, and I think you're looking at the back of her now. And she keeps her hair short, like your dad, in the same way that your dad does. And she's dancing to the song, and I think there's, like, there's, she looks the same but different, like, she's kind of, almost, like, tinged gold in, like, the clearing, and there are like, these threads of gold that run from, like, pieces of her back to your dad. But she's dead. She is. I, I think it's, like, very clear that, like, this is her but a spirit. I just want to make that clear.
4: That makes sense.
0: And I think your dad, like, looks up as you enter a clear and like, Charla! And, uh, like, Yari, your mum, turns around as well.
4: I think Charla just cries.
0: <laughs> uh, I, that's fair. Um, I, I think, like, your dad, like, quickly rushes up and, like, comes and, like, hugs you. And I think, like, your mum does the same. And they sort of, like, lead you to the tree, like, the tree trunk and, like, sit you down.
4: How are you here?
0: I don't know. I... So... I'm...
4: (laughs) You were gone.
0: Yeah. Well, not entirely. We just... And, like, she looks at your dad and, uh, like, Salinas says, We weren't sure it'd stick. When we found out, we thought she was gone and... We didn't want to put everyone through it again in 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 case it didn't stick.
4: Are you... Are you yourself again?
0: I think, like, they look at each other and, like, uh, your mum says, kind of, but different. We're sort of joined? Listen, like, neither of us really understand it and we were going to tell everyone, we just, we weren't sure how. And we didn't want, we didn't want it to, for everyone to be, like, happy or to be relieved and then for her to disappear again—it's ha- it happens that way sometimes.
4: I think Charlie just hugs them. Okay. Can she hug the mom? Does that work?
0: I think so. Yeah, I can't see why not.
4: It's so good to have you both back. I know this isn't normal, but you haven't been you for so long.
0: I think like Yari touches your cheek, and it's like so good to see you again.
4: I've missed you.
0: I admit you to, and like, I guess she, like, kisses your forehead.
4: So many tears. <laughs> My entire face is covered in tears. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh no! I'm so sorry.
4: <laughs>
0: okay. Um. I think is that the end of this scene. Like, I we don't think get... her
4: saying about the camping is very important right now. Oh yes, and by the way, Spirit Mom,
0: yeah. I'm going camping. I'm going <laughs> this camping. This an
4: important thing to mention at this exact moment. Through <laughs> <laughs> the tears and hugs. Yeah. I think Chala might postpone the camping trip. A day, like not not okay. A long time. Oh no, the Strail things. Oh, I forgot of. A... <sighs> Spirit mom, remnant, joining. There's a lot going on right now. Wow, playing spirits and things really does run <laughs> in the family, huh? Apparently. Okay, scratch that. Not postponing the camping trip so that...
3: Remember when Ven said, let's sort it out tomorrow night? Ven was
4: <laughs> pretty clear that we needed to get away from all of the people. And not have the strail thing happen. Sure, <gasps> yeah. But finally, happy parents.
0: Do we have the scene of like you walking back into camp? I with think
4: them? I don't. I don't know about walking back into camp with the mom still obviously as a spirit. The people of Nanut are not. Very welcoming.
0: I mean i have dealt with like cast okay.
4: Yeah. But they poisoned Vilta with
0: Yeah, but I don't think that was any of this lot right? Like this is the group that actually like Vilta. That's
4: true. I kind of want the scene to end with Charla and her dad singing and her mom dancing in the in the little clearing.
0: That makes sense.
4: And not deal with the rest of the reaction. I think. I think just that that nice moment.
0: Yeah, I think that's a nice end of the scene, and just kind of like the camera drifting away, while while the song mm-hmm. is sung. Okay, where do we go from there? Do we go to the camping? Is there anything else that people want to do before then?
4: I mean, out of character, because Charla doesn't know anything about Iov. Iov, I I really want Charla to give I give Iov a hug. But I don't think that was going to happen because Charlo still thinks Ioff is mad at her and doesn't know what to do about it and doesn't understand it. So,
1: oh, well. Yeah. Can I bring Ioff camping?
0: Yeah. Maybe we just have like a small scene before camping between like Charlo and Ioff, right? Like that feels like it's the right emotional time
1: to. Yes. If Ioff won't talk to charlo Belka's going to make him.
0: So, yeah, I think it's like later in the day. I, I think it's like just before you're all setting off, um, like the group of you. And let me just like make sure this is the right group, but it is all four of you, uh, Corin and Femra. I think you're all like kind of like doing your packs and like getting ready. And like Briss is probably going around and making sure that everyone's got the things that they actually need rather than like rocks and pieces of shell and, and a giant cookbook.
1: This is a call-out, and I don't appreciate
4: it. (laughs) The cookbook has really good information on what's poisonous and what isn't. I will just let you know.
0: But yeah, uh, like, you're getting ready to head out when I imagine you... You hear off shout, Chala!
2: Chala! Oh, not another one. Please. No more.
4: I think Chala, for the first time on screen ever, looks kind of sheepish okay. and doesn't really know what to do and just kind of looks at off but doesn't say anything.
0: Ioff has definitely, like, rushed up to you and, like, now you're five feet apart has gone, like, uh... Like, all of the things he was going to say in his head have just kind of, like, disappeared.
4: How How's the... How's the the weasel?
0: He, like, uh, like looks... Like, lifts an arm slightly and it, like, kind of comes out of his his sleeve. Hello. The weasel just kind of like looks at you and like does a little sniff.
1: He.
0: He wants to come too. The weasel. He he sort of nods. He miss you, and like the weasel kind of goes into the hands and like he he hands the the weasel over to you. Oh. What We're
4: bringing a weasel So we need to pack weasel food What do weasels eat What
2: do weasels eat Um I What
1: Belker is leaning right over Briss's shoulder From behind and very sternly whispering We are bringing a weasel
2: (laughs) Why are we bringing We
1: are bringing A weasel Briss
0: (laughs) Um, like, Ioff, like, looks at uh, Charla and says, ah, it's okay, I I have food. And, like, hands you, like, a small little bag of, like, food that he's kind of put together. Look after her.
4: W well, wait. Wait. Charla doesn't say anything after that. Just looks kind of expectantly at Ioff and doesn't really know what to do. Kind, kind of in a look of a well, exactly in a look of a child going, are you still mad at me? I don't know what I did.
0: Just as like, uh, an aside, is this like you showing vulnerability? Because that could trigger I, your yes, bond to me. Yes,
4: Chala's been vulnerable this entire time.
0: Yes, so I think that does give you a bond on I keep on forgetting Iof. that's a thing. But like, aside from that, yeah, I think like um, I have kind of like kneels down and and like He kind of, like, looks at the ground a little bit and then, like, looks up and is like, I I am sorry. I got mad and I shouldn't have.
4: I think that just made Chala so much more confused. Not that this has ever worked for Chala in the past, but she believes that she can now read people.
0: Okay. Are you going to try and read? I'm
4: trying to figure out what is going on right now. Okay. Yeah.
0: How are you feeling right
4: now? Personally, I've just cried. So
0: are you still sad?
4: I say it's sad, joyful, um, slash confused. I think actually, because it's after tears, that it's gonna be somewhere in peaceful. Okay, that always kind of works for me. It's like after tears. Yeah,
0: like it's it's sort of like the middle well, bit.
4: Yeah, because it's where like loving or thoughtful or pensive, so, somewhere in that bit, um, yeah. Chala is is there for the first time in who knows how long.
0: I imagine there's been, like, something kind of
4: cathartic about this. Definitely. Alright, What well, what did that end up being? That was a four! Oh, Chala no. is really bad at reading people.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, so you mark XP? Hmm.
4: Is this the thing before where now they can read me instead?
0: No, I don't think so. I, I I think what, like, what I want to ask is, um, what does Chala think that Ioff is thinking? Like, how does Chala understand Ioff's motivations here?
4: Honestly, I don't think Chala understands them at all. There ha- I don't think, given the adult she's been around the most, there have been a lot of instances of them coming up to Chala and saying, I'm sorry for something. Okay. I just, I just don't think this is a situation that's come up much.
0: I guess like Ayov is like one of the few people that we've seen that's like started to treat Chala as an actual adult almost. Yeah. I I think you like look too long, like you're you're silent like that like half beat too long, and like Ayov kind of like re- reiterates that I I I'm sorry I I made a mistake, and then just kind of like backs off, and like starts to walk away.
4: I think Chala is going to run after Ayov, and basically blurt out, I don't know what I did wrong.
0: Ayov like, turns back and, like, looks at you. And, like, he... I think he's just, like, it... It wasn't your fault. I should have helped instead of... Instead of shouting at you. You... You played with things too powerful and... And now the world is not as it should be.
4: Things things are worse now. It's it's more than what happened back then.
0: I just want I just want to say you you can trust me. I won't I won't get mad again, I will I will help you. Thank you. Then he like smiles. Enjoy your camp. Belka is uh really looking forward to it.
4: I... I I hope it goes well.
0: I think he just, like, kind of, like, pats you on the shoulder, and, like... I think, like, makes himself available to, for, like, a hug, but doesn't commit to it unless you're happy to.
4: A small hug. She still doesn't know what to do, and doesn't know if she should tell I off everything yet. Or even if there's time right now, because it sounds like we're about to set off. This might be another... Another time. <gasps> wait, wait. Real Weasel what? and Ice Weasel can be friends. <laughs> One on each shoulder.
0: Yeah, yeah.
4: Chala, Okay, okay. At the end of the hug, Chawla says exactly that. And then trots back to the camp.
0: Ioff gives you, like, the biggest raised <laughs> eyebrow.
4: I'll tell you when I'm back.
0: Weasel better have name when back.
4: Have you not named it? Which, wait, which weasel? Ice weasel or this weasel?
0: I think he asked you to name it in one of the episodes.
4: Oh. Yeah, I think he, he did. did. He did. I, I think Chala will call back. They will both have names. And then we'll run and continues running away. Okay.
0: I think that's end of scene.
1: I love Io's canonically gender-fluid weasel. <laughs>
0: Has it been a he before?
1: You called it he and she in that same scene. (laughs) Canonically gender-fueling (laughs) reason.
0: I guy off maybe just gets confused
2: about... That's adorable
1: and I love it.
0: (laughs) Okay. Does anyone want to do anything before...?
2: Um, Can I just... As Charla comes running back, I think Briss is going to kind of break off from the rest of the group and just take her aside quietly and just sort of... Is this...? Is this okay? All all of these people? I know, I know you wanted it to be just just us, and I get Corin coming along, and I didn't really have much choice about Fenrir, but the other two, are you are you okay bringing them along? Because like this is your this is your thing, okay? This is this is all for you, so if you don't want them to come, they'll stay here. And I'm not saying I don't want them to come. I'm just saying, you know, if if you don't then. That's okay.
4: <laughs> Sorry, Chala's not laughing right now, but I am laughing right now. <laughs> <laughs> All the emotions for me tonight.
0: <laughs> Have you spiked out yet? <laughs> no, because we keep
4: changing them. I was sad first, and <laughs> we just we just keep changing them. I think this is the first moment that Chala actually approves of Briss. Because Briss is asking Chala what Chawla wants, so Chala is just gonna look up at Briss and is and still really smiley after getting this the next weasel and just goes and don't forget the weasel. The weasel's coming too as well.
2: Oh yeah. Um. So so that's a yes then. E- everyone's everyone's coming.
4: Yes. Yes.
2: Okay. 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 Sure. Fine.
4: It'll be it'll be more like. A scouting trip because we'll have lots of scouts.
2: Yeah. Okay. Let's go then. Yes.
0: Okay. Um. Yeah. I imagine like we'll, we'll like skip over like some stuff because I imagine like Briss has definitely spent the day like making sure that everything is okay while she's gone and and like telling the right people and stuff. Like oh that. yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: That's that's all happened. And I think she's already been to the spot she's planning to take people. And has directed Shu to lead the caravan to that same spot.
0: Yeah, like, I imagine you're, like, three, four days out from eulogy, maybe a little bit further, and I think this is, like, on the way there. So you'll get to scout, like, some new stuff, but, like, is still within, like, familiar territory? Yeah, very much so. Did you want that scene where you're asking Vens and Belka about why they're coming? Um, I
2: think that's going to be when we're, after we've left. Okay, cool. Probably probably wait until Charla, Corrin, and uh, Fenrir have run off somewhere or gone to check something out.
0: So I think it's mid-afternoon when you set off, and everything's kind of filtered with a golden light. I think you're going ahead of the caravan and a little bit off from the direction that they're going. You're taking, like, a rougher path. We get a few shots of you clambering over rocks and fording across streams and rivers, and I imagine, like, some shots of, like, Briss pointing things out to the others as you kind of traverse through this landscape. And I guess the question is, like, what scene do we want next? Do you, would you like a scene between, like, Belka and Vens with the others up ahead, or would you or would you prefer, like, the scene of you kind of, like, doing the training or camping? Would you like the, that conversation first? Yeah,
2: I think Briss waits until Corin and Charla have kind of run on ahead to look at something that she's deliberately pointed out, and the three, I suppose, grown-ups are together, um, without the without the 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 kids, okay. and she's gonna just look at the two of them and say, "So look, I'm never gonna get a straight answer from Corin and Chala, but what are you doing here? Th- th- this is mainly mostly to Vens. Like, this can't be just for fun. There's a reason you're here. I'm not an idiot. What's going on?" So Vens just looks calmly at Briss and says, "I mean."
3: Just think about the time we first met. I was out looking for birds. Yeah. This place is filled with the animals that I haven't seen for such a long time. And you know what? I'd rather be in the company of a few people and many birds right now than stuck with that caravan for another few days.
2: How how good a liar is Vens? <laughs> I mean, you can try and read a person, or you could try and, like, use a bond... If you've got one. I Yeah, I think Briss is deeply suspicious about this. And so she's going to read. And, hmm. How are you feeling? Yeah, what's, what does suspicious come under? I mean, that's probably not the emotion. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Just, how are you feeling about the camping trip, I guess? is the. I think we, we've been out for a couple of hours, at least. And it's all going quite smoothly. And people are doing what she says. And... It's almost like, apart from, apart from the bells, it's almost like she's out on her own. I think she feels quite peaceful.
0: Okay. Um. And before you roll, the like, Vens, do you have any bonds on Briss? Because if you do, you can like hinder.
3: Uh, no, actually, Briss is one of the only people I don't have any bonds on.
1: Vens, if you roll to lie real good, I'll back you up. <laughs>
0: So when you meet a person, and their reactions roll on a ten plus, hold three; on a seven to nine, hold one. now nice. hold one to one to ask.
2: Well, I just rolled an eleven.
0: Nice, so you got three questions. So the questions are: Are they telling the truth? What are they feeling right now? What are their intentions? What do they want from me? And what tribute could I offer to get them to blank?
2: <laughs> okay. Well, I only really want two of those. Well, then ask the two, and you can still hold the other one. So I'd like to just, I mean, I already know the answer, but, like, is he lying?
3: No, I'm telling (sighs) the truth. I really do want to be away from the caravan, and I really like birds. Yes, then what is the other bit? That I'm here to escort (laughs) Charlotte.
2: So, I like, basically, I want the, the, the kind of reed to be figuring out that he's lying. Yes. And I want her to actually ask the rest to his face. So as soon as he finishes talking about birds and the caravan, Briss just looks at him sharply and says, bullshit, there's something else. W- what are these kids to you? What's what's so important that you had to follow them out into the wilderness?
0: So I guess the thing to say here is, like, because of the reader person move, you do have to answer truthfully, but that doesn't mean that Vens has to answer truthfully, so it's up to you whether, like, Vens answers and says what he wants, or whether Vens still gives a lie, but... I guess Briss reads what you want anyway, or like a degree of it. It's up to you.
3: Okay, I've got. I've got such a good idea. I think Ven's like is taken aback by how abrupt Briss was, and kind of thinks for a minute about what to say, and then like quietly just says, "Look, Briss, you, you didn't know, but it's about Corin. What about him? Is he okay? He's fine. It's just that." <sighs> This was before, you know, before Corrin's parents left us. Corrin has potential. Corrin has potential I mean, he's like you.
2: He could be like me. All right, here's how this is going to go. You can come with us, but you're going to stay the fuck away from Corrin. He's not getting involved in any of this. Any of this shit. Any- nothing. All this remnants and- I, I- I saw what happens. I saw what happens to people like you. One of the jackals. I wasn't there, but they. I saw the aftermath. And I'm pretty sure it was because they were playing with powers way, way beyond them. And that's what you're doing, right? That's what you do. And if you, if you bring him into that and, and anything happens to him, I will, I will fucking kill you. Okay? You stay away from him.
3: You think that something like this just comes and you can control it. When the day comes when Corin realises that they have this power, this connection, they aren't going to know what to do. And as smart and as brilliant as you are at protecting
2: these people and guiding these don't people... Don't try and flatter me. If something... You don't... What can you do? Can you suppress it? Can you... Stop it from, from happening. If you think that this can be suppressed, then
3: you really have
2: no clue. You, 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 it's your responsibility. You are not going to let anything happen to him, or so much worse will happen to you. So do I stay away or help? What are you trying to tell me to do? I right? Fix him. Make him better. That's not how this works, Bruce.
0: I think we maybe, like, cut that. Yeah. My favourite thing about the entire scene is like Belka is just stood there like,
1: um... You say, like, um... No, Belka is loving it. Just drinking in this moment.
2: <laughs> yeah. Feasting on the drama.
1: No, I think I think as soon as, like, Briss was all I call bullshit on Vens, Belka just left. Like, they, they clearly had their own thing going on. Like, oh, hey, kids, look at this rock. I'm gonna come look at this rock with you. Bye.
3: I'd just like to say I don't think that Vens raised his voice during that exchange.
1: No, that's fair. I think it was probably only Briss yelling. I think every time you can slightly hear Briss yelling, Belka just raises their voice in whatever they're talking like, about. She
2: doesn't want Corin to have like know anything about this. I think she was yelling, but not quite sort of like through gritted teeth, trying to keep her voice down, like harsh yeah, whispers. Yeah,
0: yeah, but I think they totally <laughs> heard. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Like you've been there when someone's like when arguing you can hear your parents distance. arguing yeah.
1: through the wall, and you don't know what it's about, but you know it's happening.
0: Yes, it's that situation, right? And like Belka is doing their best to yeah. stop that, or like to cover that. But yeah,
1: yeah. I think they are. They are shaking their head around more than they usually do, and talking louder than they usually <laughs> I just do. Imagine
3: this like jingle jangle, and then uh, Briss in the background.
0: Like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> yeah. So I think, like, maybe we should wrap up, because we've probably been recording for, like, two and a bit hours. Two hours. Correct. Nice. Um, So, like, maybe we wrap up with a few images. Like, obviously the image of Briss collecting everyone up and, like, kind of marching them onwards for another couple of hours through the woods. And I think, like, the tone of it has kind of changed from, like, one of exploration to one of just Briss power walking and leading people on and trying to get to where she wants to get to. And then I think we get the scene of, like, her telling people how to set up camp and, and to look for the right spot and and to kind of, like, teach people how to make shelter. And I, I guess, like, it's down to you, Steve, like, how she's feeling in this moment. Like, whether she's doing a good job of it or whether she's just kind of being a bit <laughs> I, I think, in her I own head. I actually
2: think Briss has stormed on ahead a ways and has, like, half put up two of the tents before anyone actually gets there. And when they arrive, she just kind of barks a couple of orders, sends Chala down to the, down to the stream to get some, some water, tells Corin to get, get the tents out, completely ignores Vens and Belka, and basically just pretty much sets everything up, mostly in silence.
0: And Vens and Belka, what are you doing in this? Do you just watch on, or...?
2: Uh, Vens
3: is currently looking for birds' nests. Just like wandering around like peering into like under bushes and to the tops of trees, just like looking for anything interesting other than staying in camp,
1: <laughs> yeah, I think Park probably left the camp area, also I think they've probably stayed closer than Vens. So they can still kind of see everyone, but they're sat, just recording the day's events, trying to keep out of Briss's way,
0: fair, and I think we close on a scene of like. A slightly awkward moment around the campfire. Like, everyone's kind of, like, cooking or eating their food in, in a kind of awkward silence, and, like, people who kind of know about what's happening tonight, that know about Strail, just starting to move slightly closer to each other and starting to make, like, eyes at each other, like, trying to work out what they need to do, trying to work out what's going to happen, and I guess in some way get prepared for it.